Salah is benched, but still gets three attacking returns. Welcome back, listeners. This week's headlines are discussing the blank game week in 18 and the double game week in game week 19. And we also discuss Chilwell and James replacements as well. Welcome to episode 198 of the FPL Surgery podcast. We're recording. It's Tuesday, the 22nd of December. My name's Rich and I'm coming to you from a tier four location in the UK. And as always, I'm here with Mane's number one fan, Josh. Hi, Josh. <laughs> Hello, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Were you excited for, for Mane at the weekend? Obviously in the first half anyway. Well, I don't own him anymore. So no, um, no. <laughs> yeah, it's gone out the window really, mate. We're uh, after that captaincy blank at home to Leicester earlier in the season, I think our, uh, our love affair is over. So um, if you've got the uh, if you've got the poster for me ahead of Christmas, don't worry about sending it. And uh, I don't know if you'll even be allowed to. You know, I'm in a tier four location as well. Yeah, no, they've closed all the shops, so I wasn't able to go and get it for you. I'm afraid. No. <laughs> I mean, was there a point though on Saturday that you were regretting going going for Salah over Mane? Oh no, definitely not. Because since I made the switch um back um Salah's been great he hauled obviously um at, uh, at home to Wolves and then he scored goals against Fulham and Spurs so it was um yeah he's, he's been really good and um you know I was looking at the points earlier today actually and it's, it's amazing to see that he's scored almost double um, Mane's points this season and normally they're very close um and you know and you're going for one that's you know maybe a uh, you know, one that's on pens versus one that's arguably a better finisher in, in Mane, which I don't currently think is the case at the moment. Uh, I think, you know, and, and Salah's is way ahead of him at the moment and he seems to be, um, seems to be having a, an incredible season. Mane seems to be a little bit off the pace at the moment, doesn't look his normal self, um, but I'm sure he'll no doubt have, a, you know, a good run at some point soon. There we go. So you're f- fully team Salah now. I am. Nice. So this week's guest, we are joined by someone who's been on the surgery pod many times before and has uh-huh. six top 10K finishes, three top 5K finishes, with his highest being 1,232nd. So please welcome back to the podcast, Tom. How's it going, Tom? It's going fine. Thank you guys for having me back in the pod. It's, it's, it's great to be back. Uh, different hosts, uh, same quality, still still one of the best. Thank you. Yeah, I, th- I mean, obviously, I've listened to the surgery with you on before. Before. so it's it's kind of weird you know obviously being on the pod with guests like yourself um you know as a, as a host instead of a listener but i mean how's how's stuff been going i mean how's your season uh, it's a weird one uh, like for most of us um not to not to say that it's probably the worst uh, start of the season i had that's my that's going to be my 10th season uh, now and i never have been at uh, so low in the ranks at this point of the season Everything was going against me since the start. The thing which is usually uh, keeping me on the top, uh, uh, which is uh, an early wild card, completely failed this season. I've sold the players like um, Socek, Charlie Taylor, uh, Son, um, just before they started bringing all of them big holes. And... uh, it, it, it's it's really hard to um, to get through the ranks, um, but slowly, slowly, I'm trying to get back to the to the, the usual ranks, um, which is not going to be easy this season because it's a it's 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 a completely different one. But for me, it's a challenge. Um, it's something else. So um, I'm going to keep fighting uh, to get better. 
That's good. I mean, a big reason it's a, it's a challenge is because, I mean, looking at your, I've got your record on the screen, and I mean, the worst season you've ever had is 46,000. And your second worst is 17,000. And I think a lot of people would be very pleased, you know, to, to get ranks like that as their, you know, as, as their best. So, but yeah, I've, I been, mean, I've been, I've been, luck, I've been uh, a little bit lucky before. Um, uh, and um, my um, tactics worked. Uh, so early, early, early white cards, getting the team value in the seasons before that that was working yeah. but not not this season no i agree i mean it's been something with me this season i wild carded the same week as you so game week yeah. three um went heavy on man city and it's just been yeah it's been really hard to um to get to get going after that and that's normally the method i follow as well an early wild card like you say try and build a bit of team value five five green arrows in a row i can see so should we go through our, our week's teams this week so tom if we, if we start with you how how was your game week it, it um, wasn't a bad one and until i uh, looked on the on twitter um, into the <laughs> fpl community um, tweets when everyone else were, were bragging about the almost hitting the top um, 100 points uh, this game the game week but i think it's still um a bit higher than the average so the, that's that's usually the goal for each game week if you want to finish uh, in in a good with a good rank you need to always be above above that average uh, score of the of for the game week but it wasn't the case for me this is i'm happy with every green arrow um, not nothing different than 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 usual teams. So uh, Bruno Fernandes was was a was a little scared after that Salah haul because I had him as a captain. But I, luckily, luckily I kept Salah after that. Them them rumors because for a split second I was thinking about even benching him for for mighty Podens. But uh, I was thinking that if he's gonna come, he can always score a goal. I, I wasn't uh, expecting such a big goal, but then uh, 85 points. I think it's a it's a decent result. Uh, my only differential, I can say, was um, uh, Callum Wilson uh, with that uh, lucky penalty for a dive. But I kept him specially for that game and. Uh, uh, he brought those points. So now I can I can uh, I can sell him finally. Zuma, could Zuma, yeah. uh, my uh, double Chelsea defense, Chilwell, Zuma. I'm guessing most of the people have Chilwell and James. So at least I got one clean sheet from that game. Nothing else. Um, interesting was um, Kilman coming to replace Lively. Lampty uh, with with a style, so he basically finished with the same similar points as um, Lampty is usually bringing to my team. So one big point from Kilman. Um, that, that's it. Not nothing nothing that uh, exciting. Uh, previous game week was quite funny because uh, I had Ma- I have Maris in my team as well, and um, after Pep benched him, I got nine points from Podence from my bench. But this week it didn't happen because Maris uh, obviously played uh, a little bit, and it's hard to predict Podence. I think he's almost as hard to predict as someone like someone like Suchet. But I mean, 85 points. I mean, that's that's. No, I'm I'm really happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm envious myself. Um, so we move on to to Josh's week, or shall or Josh shall I go next so that we don't end all the teams on a negative. Go for it. <laughs> shall, I, shall I go next and then you can be a bit more positive so I got 52 points this week captained Kane triple Chelsea defence and Lamptey um, so I was, pla- I was planning on playing this 4-4-2 um, obviously Chelsea kept a clean sheet but 
you know, both my fullbacks got injured, as I'm sure a lot of people had. Lamptey was benched, and I also had Kilman coming in. The the real downfall for me was, thankfully, I didn't sell Salah. You know, when we got these rumours that Salah, you know, may or may not be benched, I did consider moving him to either Rashford or Bruno, but I kept Salah. And the captain Kane, and I'd had this earmarked for quite a long time to captain Kane. You know, I thought Spurs, you know, I thought Spurs would do a lot better against Leicester. Obviously, indeed, he returned. He looked pretty good. He's put up some good statistics and Spurs didn't really look like scoring apart from you know Kane had a header. Rafinha, to end it on a positive, you know, he looked good. You know, he got a couple of assists. So at least his, you know, he's getting some points now to back up the statistics he's been putting up the last couple of the weeks. But yeah, it's a pretty big red arrow from me. Um, and now I've got an absolute nightmare in defence. Um, so luckily, another positive, I've got two free transfers. So Josh, do you want to end it on a, a bit more of a high? <laughs> yeah, so I got um, 86. So I was really pleased with that. Uh, rolled my, rolled my uh, transfer, captained uh, Bruno Fernandes. So um, yeah, pretty pretty happy. The only issues really were the the Chilwell and James injuries, um, because I was you know quite nicely set up for the um, forthcoming double game week uh, nineteen, as we're going to discuss shortly. Um, but now, obviously, with those injuries, has meant you know there's the question mark of right, what do you do? They both look like they're fairly short term as well um so uh yeah that's uh that's an issue but yeah happy with the game week and obviously two free transfers to take into uh into game week 15 great no great score mate and you're now miles ahead of me i mean it was pretty pretty close wasn't it for a few weeks but now you're absolutely miles ahead um and we both got the same chuo and james problem to deal with so if you want to join the fpl surgery patreon please google fpl surgery patreon you can go to page 622 on cfax or go to patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery, Andy Portlock, Vince Poyle, Ron Frosk, Ross from FPL merch, the wood fan and Darren Byrne are pledging at the highest tier. So they get an extra special mention each week. So now we're going to go to Alan, who's got some statistics for the game week, and then we'll be back for the headlines. Hi guys, Alan back with some stats from game weeks 13 and 14. Mo Salah was benched in game week 14 and the few that sold him truly came to regret that as he came on as a substitute at Crystal Palace, scoring twice and getting an assist. Salah is now the biggest overperformer of these two game weeks, scoring three from an XG total of 0.37. All six of Mo Salah's shots were on target. If this was a tweet by Opta, we'd end it with hashtag clinical. Second biggest overperformer was Liverpool teammate Roberto Firmino, scoring three from an XG total of 1.18. Anthony Martial is the biggest underperformer of these weeks, recording the highest non-penalty XG with 1.88, recording one goal. A couple of assists in a 6-2 win over Leeds will be a nice consolation for his owners, though. Not surprisingly, Martial had the highest expected goal involvement of these two weeks with 2.45. Second highest expected goal involvement was recorded by Anwel Elgazi with 2.08. The Dutchman scored a penalty and one goal from open play. He recorded the highest number of shots with 16 of which 9 were on target. Over these two game weeks, second for shots was Rafinha of Leeds with 10, but he only managed to hit two on target. 
And just as owners of Jack Grealish are pondering whether to sell him ahead of game week 19, the Villa talisman has yet again proved his worth, recording by far the highest number of chances created with 14. Second came a player who does have a double game week. James Madison now looks to be hitting form, creating nine chances. Back to Jack Grealish, he also recorded the second highest number of touches in the opponent's half with 138. First for touches is a familiar name, Andy Robertson recorded 154. Third came KDB with 131. And Robbo's Liverpool teammate Alexander-Arnold is down at 10th with 111 touches. Looking at some team stats and minutes per chance, we find the most creative team being Aston Villa, creating a chance every 4.1 minutes, followed by Leeds with 4.5 minutes, Manchester United with 4.6 and Manchester City with 5.2. Luckiest team going forward, in quotation marks, is Liverpool scoring 9 from a total XG of 3.54. That makes it an XG delta of 5.46. Unluckiest team is, yet again, Brighton Hove Albion scoring only once from a total XG of 3.36. And that's it for the stats, folks. Back to you, Rich. Thank you, Alan. And if you want to follow Alan on Twitter, obviously you can go to FPL Diagnosis and we'll go back to the headlines. I guess we'll start with our first headline and it's I guess it's quite a big headline and there's there's a lot to cover. But it's the blank game week in 18 and then the double game week in 19. I'm sure a lot of people are aware of this already. But, you know, if you go to your FPL app and check the fixtures, you'll be able to see there's only five game weeks in game week 18 now. So it's a blank. And those five fixtures have been moved to game week 19, which has created, you know, some doubles for half the teams in the Premier League. There's going to be a couple of strategies, really. Now, the first one's obviously going to be if people have people have wildcard. Now, me, Josh and Tom, we've used our wildcard. But Tom, if you if you had a wildcard, how would you be playing it? If I still had my wildcard, obviously, um, I think game week 16 would be the that's the last game week when it can be played. And I will heavily invest into the double game week players. So prepare my team with the players who's going to have those extra games in game week 19 but still uh, kept few uh, spurs or few by few i mean uh, son and kane if possible because they have such a great fixtures and they are probably uh, the best players who will still have a game in game week 18 uh, same goes for Kevin De Bruyne as City uh, still playing in game week 18. I think they're playing Brighton, which is a brilliant game. But as we all know, uh, Kevin De Bruyne is probably the only uh, player which we can be sure going to play every game for that team. But yeah, the the, the main strategy for uh, those who still have the wildcard would be... Um, to get your team ready for the game week 19 double game week and have as many players as you can and probably go for a bench boost, which is uh, giving you a chance to play, to have playing uh, substitutes on your bench and they, they, their score is going to be added to the main team. And we all know uh, what the game is going to be in that uh, game week. So game week 16 is not that far from game week 19. So that's the ideal 
um, short time for getting your t- team ready for it. So and uh, and it all depends how how, how deep will you go uh, with the players for game week 18. But I think the most common strategy would be um, wild card in game week 16, uh, then free hit for game week 18 and bench boost in game week 19. Yeah, I agree with that. And especially, I mean, bench boost is one of those chips that's quite quite annoying. I find so I think it's nice to get it out the way on the back of on the back of a wild card just so that's done because. That that kind of that chip, the bench boost chip, does need you know preparing for. Whereas the triple captain is pretty easy to use. Um, I mean, Josh, do you agree with that strategy? You know, if if you if you've got your wild card still, which obviously us three don't. Yeah, I do. I think it's yeah, it's a it's a pretty a pretty obvious one for the wild carders really. Um, it's just about how deep you want to go into that double game week really i personally wouldn't advise on you know getting 15 double game weeks purely because i think you'll uh you'll harm your team for the other for the other game weeks um in and around it but yeah i think the actual sort of strategy and, and how and when you play your chips is uh is yeah fairly fairly obvious one yeah and i'm sure a lot of people who've still got their wild card they've been saving it specifically for this you would imagine unless their team's in in amazing shape so i think we're should we move on now to people who don't have their wild card obviously that affects us all you know personally because that's the position we're in i think i'll start first of all there was a question on slack from ollie and tom's touched on this briefly already you know if you're wildcarding in game week 16 is it still worth holding on to any spurs or city assets even though they don't have a double so i mean tom you mentioned you'd be looking to get spurs players you know on, on a wild card is that something you're looking to do without a wild card as well? Would that be one of them? Um, Would it be two? I'm I'm still debating what's going to be my um, my final tactics for those two mm-hmm. game weeks. But um, um, I think yeah, oh, yesterday I was only looking at, on getting Son because obviously he's easier to get with um, lower price than Kane, and so I would only uh, have Son f- starting from the next game week probably. Uh, and then uh, I would pray uh, for Kane not to haul in those game weeks. But um, uh, after we, after Chilwell's injury, I'm considering selling Chilwell. So maybe that will give me uh, enough money to even have both Son and Kane. Nice. Yeah. I mean, these games are why I've been holding them myself. And obviously, it's it's really burnt me this week not having Bruno and having <laughs> Kane and Son when they finally blank. But yeah, Fulham at home, then Leeds at home uh, in yeah. 16 and 17. I mean, they look incredible. Are you saying, would you rather captain Kane than Son then if, if you wanted both? Or I would definitely captain captain one of them if if I would have only one of them. I would uh, consider captaining them in game week 16, so they're playing Fulham. That's the, the Spurs would be probably the best captaincy. Uh, so if you have both, uh, probably go for Kane, but... Uh, I was only planning to have Son, so I would definitely captain Son in that game week. And then the game week after, they still are uh, having the best fixture uh, from what I'm looking at. Uh, They're playing Leeds, so you know how good good Leeds (laughs) defense is. And and they only they they are only focus uh, uh, on going forward and and don't get me wrong they 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 are brilliant I I just like like the fact that when they have the ball there's just like six seven of them they all going forward and no one really cares about them getting back and that's that's their main issue because they they just that's not really. Uh, 
good strategy for Premier League. They, they've been brilliant in Championship because with the with the good tactic, good attacking football, and good players, you can you can win the games. And but when you're facing better teams, you will struggle at the back. And that's that's that seems to be their main issue. So definitely game week 16 and game week 17. That's a that's a brilliant uh, time to captain one of the sports players. I mean, I mean that yeah, like you say, that Leeds fixture is looking even better than it did. Yeah before the weekend because if you're I mean, letting McTominay score a brace within what three minutes <laughs> exactly I mean, imagine that... what, what what Son can do with his <laughs> speed and oh, I know I know let's hope that that one's not a letdown um for those of us that get Spurs players in um what, what do you think Josh so what's your plan I mean obviously you had two Spurs not that long ago and you have neither at the moment uh I've not, I've not had Son at all um oh, you had, of course you had Kane though didn't you you sold yeah, Kane recently I had Kane yeah sold him essentially for Bruno um I'm that well I made the flip, um, yeah, two weeks ago. Um, and, yeah, I think my plan will be to move KDB to Sun um, next week, I think, after uh, this nice home game against Newcastle. I think that's the perfect week to do it, bring Sun in for those two games. Um, so I'll be without Kane. Um, and then I'll, I think from a captaincy perspective, I think I'd probably look at Sun more for 17 than 16, actually. I prefer the game against Leeds and the game against Fulham. Um, I think Salah, Salah away to Newcastle game week 16 is um, potentially better than the, the game at home to Fulham um, in Salah's form. And Fulham just took a lot better recently. I think they'll give Spurs a really good game there, um, whereas Newcastle looked horrific and what about man city tom are, are you looking at any man city players you know for, uh, for the for the next few weeks obviously yeah, over I, the, thanks. I, I had two of them for the last few game weeks uh, i had kdb and mares and uh, obviously mares was supposed to be that big differential and and we we all know what happened but he gave me a brilliant nine points from uh, podens because he didn't play <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't that bad at the end but no i rage transferred him out straight after the last game week finished so he's out of my team now and um, I'm keeping uh, Kevin De Bruyne for the Newcastle game obviously but my plan is I think it still is uh, to sell Kevin De Bruyne next game week uh, for Son um, I think it's an he's, obvious move isn't it yeah he, he's still one of the best players in the league if not the best player in the league but um that doesn't mean that he is the best FPL uh, uh, option uh, in the game because City as a team they are not the same team as they used to be in the in the past. So he's creating all of those brilliant chances, but there is no one there to finish them. And uh, he himself he's he's trying to 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 shot uh, as as uh, often as he can, but he's not the great uh, greatest finishers. Like from from the plane, not from the set pieces, but from normal situation, and 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 he will get points. He will he will keep clicking, and 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 probably he will get a hole um, in one of those game weeks. But I would say that uh, Son with those fixtures uh, can uh, easily ma- definitely match him, if not get many many more points than uh, De Bruyne. Yeah, and his ownership's not as scary as last season. I remember a lot of the time last year, if you didn't captain him, it was over 100% expected ownership, so or effective ownership, sorry. So you almost wanted him to blank, even though you owned him. But he's only 25% owned this season. And I can't see, really, I don't think ahead of the 
blank and double anyway, there's going to be a lot of captaincy on him. It's so, funny, if you just said yeah. to me, start of this season, he's going to play number 10 every game and he's going to be on penalties and all set pieces, I'd have been like, wow, he's basically like a permanent captain, you know, pretty yeah. much. Because he's, he's, he's always been incredible against the top six teams. Um, but yeah, I just think, I mean, I mentioned it on, I think it was the last pod that we did or the pod before about how I think City are a little bit of a different team this season and, and will be winning games, you know, 1-0, 2-0 as opposed to be smashing teams. But by that, they're leaving themselves less open defensively. They've got two holding midfielders. They've got a bit more of a settled um, back four now, even if it is chopping and changing each week, there's a, there's a solid there's solid centre backs there, and and there's and there's also good depth if 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 any of them get injured. Um, I do, however, potentially see um, this game against Newcastle being a bit more of a you know three four five nilla um, than you know what they what they managed against the yeah, likes of I Fulham think. or West Brom. I think. Um, you know, I think it, it, it's it's another one where it's due. I mean, they 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 should have had more against West Brom. Johnston was incredible in that game, and the finishing, those two efforts from uh, Gundogan and uh, Sterling that De Bruyne put on a plate for them with just how they missed both of them was just incredible. Yeah, I mean, I think if I had my wild card, I think you've raised a good point. Why I'd wait a week to do it if possible because then you can have De Bruyne if you have him already obviously um for that Newcastle game and then you could probably remove him for the Spurs guys on wildcard yeah um, with pretty low risk I'd say I mean there's definitely a bit of a fixture swing next week I think um Everton's another one as well Everton have got a nice game this week and then they've got City at home next week and they've obviously got no double so they're easily easy to remove but with a way to Sheffield United as their game this week at the moment you'd want to you'd want to you know you want to keep the likes of Calvert-Lewin, for example. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I'm quite jealous of people who've got the wild card. Um, but we'll move on then. So should we go through our chip strategies? Now, obviously, we've we've covered wild card. We don't, I think there's two main strategies for getting through the blanks and the doubles. So some people are looking at uh, free hitting in 18 and building the team towards 19 with either, you know, and then maybe using bench boost or triple captain if, if possible. But then there are also some people building a team for 18 and then free hitting in the double in 19. Obviously, that means you can't then use a chip because you can't use the free hit alongside another chip. So you wouldn't be able to triple captain and free hit or you wouldn't be able to bench boost and free hit. So, Tom, do you know what strategy you're going for? I think I'm close to to, to having to finalizing my strategy. As I said, um, it may slightly change because of that chiller injury. Mm-hmm. But I, I, at the moment, um, I was using um, Jossie's planner yesterday and, uh, and two days ago and uh, uh, because I don't gonna ha- I'm not gonna have uh, many players for game week 18. I need to uh, play the free hit in that game week. So there is there is no way I can I can without the wild card I can uh, get enough players to avoid any any chips in game week uh, any uh, to to play without any uh, chips in game week 18. So free hit in game week uh, game week 18 and then. Uh, the plan was to get as many uh, double game weekers uh, using the transfers for gaming 19 and play the bench boost. But it wouldn't be a perfect bench boost because I, I would need to sacrifice many uh, many hits to get uh, um, the full bench of double game weekers. So I was I was looking maybe to have someone like uh, Podence on my bench and. Uh, 
and play Calvert-Lewin, who only have one game. Probably one of the Spurs guys, they're playing Sheffield United, which is a brilliant game. Mm-hmm. So that's, that. I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking that would be a good bench boost. But there was a point and I was I was considering... Uh, um, because that 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 strategy would cost me about two hits, I think, so minus eight in next few weeks altogether to get into having um, a good team for the bench post. But there is an option to play triple captain on on Salah as well in game week 19. That would save me from getting that many players for the for the bench and. Uh, um, that would save me from getting more hits because this this season I already uh, hit for seven times, or seven or eight times when the whole last season I only uh, uh, hit six times in the whole season. So you, you, oh, wow. can, you, can, you can see uh, what a diff, diff, completely different season it is. And, and to be honest, it, it still seems to be... Uh, uh, a season when every game week I'm looking at the possible transfers and, and possible gains that uh, 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 getting some hits for a good players is, is it's quite sensible. So even that I don't have to, I have two transfers this game week. I'm, I'm considering to get three players and, and, and get another hit. <laughs> I think playing hits this season has paid off quite a bit. I mean, because exactly, yeah. I've been quite passive and that's why I didn't even have Bruno this week. I just thought I'd roll. And it, I mean, it shows the difference it can make, you know, when you're losing you know, 30 points on other people for, you know, just not not using one transfer. There's a, there's a payoff sometimes, isn't there? You know, patience against, you know, aggressiveness. And it's it's definitely paid off a few times recently. I mean, I remember when Salah got injured, the, you know, when Salah, Salah got COVID and a lot of people got in Bruno for that West Brom game where he scored a penalty again. You know, a lot of people got 20 points for that because they used the captain. Um, I mean, what, what do you think, Josh? With regards to strategy, yeah, I think it's um, it's good to have an idea of, uh, you know, obviously we, we all three of us have used our wild cards, so we're talking purely from a non from a, a non wild carders perspective. I think it's good to have an idea of what you want to do, but I wouldn't get too fixated on it. Um, we are in a period where. Obviously, the games are coming thick and fast. There's going to be lots of injuries. There's going to be some COVID cases. You know, I was I was basically um, went into game week 14 with um, eight double game week um, players for, for for game week 19. Nine if you include Harrison Reed, but let's not. So um, eight, um, and two of which were Chilwell and James, both got injured. Um, so now you know. I'm potentially down to six and that straight away changes my thinking of, hmm, is it going to be one where I can bench boost or do I need to look at the triple captain? I definitely think I'll play the free hit in game week 18. I think that's probably the, um, the obvious play. Um, if your squad has got more double game week 19 players in it, than it has single game week 18 players. If it's the other way around, then you could look to obviously free hit game week 19 um, and, and and just carry your, those players through to game week 18 that you've currently got. So, yeah, I think it's it, it's going to change and it's going to change again. You know, there's going to be injuries in game week 15, game week 16, game week 17. And so, you know, getting a playing 15 out um, is, 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 I think, going to be 
it's it's a, it's a challenge in any season, but I think it's going to be more of a challenge this season. Um, and what I don't want to be doing is 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 using multiple hits to get there because essentially all you're doing is 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 you know knocking points off of that bench boost that you've played. So um, I would say my current thinking um, is is I'm probably sitting on the fence a little bit, but is yep. just going to play <laughs> my you know, make my moves each week um, to build um, both a good team for the upcoming weeks and the festive period, but also with an eye on the double game week 19 um, and see where I'm at and, and, and see where I'm at then. And, and by that point I will go right. My my bench isn't strong enough. I'll, I'll go triple captain or, you know, I actually my bench is now looking really good, and and I only need a couple more moves, and I'm and I'm there. So, yeah, I kind of think I think the the triple captain options are good. Um, I think it's it's Sanna and Bruno. I think that's it. I don't think there is any other options, but I, I don't think they're like incredible. I think it's you know they are playing each other essentially, and you would you would expect that as normal to be a fairly tight affair between Liverpool and United yeah I mean I think with my strategy I think I'm quite similar to you because I had not as many as you I had seven players who had a double and that includes because I deliberately bought in that Johnston Martinez rotation um, you know hoping that I'll get a double game week from one of them and I and I have so it does lean me towards the strategy that that Tom Tom mentioned so to free hit in 18 then I really want to try and get rid of that bench boost. And I mean, I really wish I'd played it in game week one, you know, like I mentioned before, because it does become, you know, difficult, you know, to get 15 playing players. And I think game weeks like this show why, because, you know, obviously Chilwell and James getting injured. Lamptey, his injury was only announced, you know, you know, I think the evening of the deadline to the day before we found out. So within, you know, the space of 24 hours, I lost three of my five defenders. So it's so hard getting that bench boost out. And I like what Tom said, you know, about it might not be an optimal bench boost, but, you know, I'll just happily get anyone out there, get the chip done with. And then I can just concentrate and, you know, the wild card later down the line, I could have, you know, I don't have to worry about these cheap players. I can have players like Kilman. Some people have got Mitchell. And I don't have to worry about it. It's not a problem. The only um, thing, the only counter argument to that I'd say is let's say, you know, I know you've already got two playing goalkeepers, but let's say for, for me, for example, so the two players that really need to go out of my squad to enable a bench boost to happen, a, a, a steer um, as my sub keeper needs to go to a playing goalkeeper, a minimum of four and a half million. And Harrison Reed, who is, you know, he does play, but they've got, they're at home to Chelsea and home to United and he's Harrison Reed. He's going to get four points at the most. So he's going to really need to go to, let's say, Suchek. So already that is those upgrades are going to cost me over a million. And then every single week after that, until really I wild card, I'm going to have a benching headache, both with my goalkeepers and also with my eight attackers of do I play Suchek or do I just stick with the seven that, that you know. That's, that's going to be an issue whenever you bench boost, isn't it? It's not, in my opinion, because as as standard way of bench boosting as we've normally known it in a normal season is game week 37 or in and around the 30s 34 36 37 so if for say for example you were bench boosting that late on in the season 
you don't care for just one game week after game week 38 you've only got to pick you know you're not you're not taking up your value um, on your bench, you know. You're, it's only for one game week. It's not. It's not as big a deal as potentially going from game week twenty right the way through to when you play your second wild card with over a million pounds uh, that you that you didn't need to spend sat on your bench. Not to mention, obviously, four point five million defenders as well alongside that, the likes of Charlie Taylor, the likes of maybe the Leeds defenders. You know, it's um, it's just something to think about. You know, it, yeah, I know, I get what you're saying, but it would also make your bench a bit, your your team a bit more COVID-proof. Um, it that would, would be it would. that'd be one argument for a little bit of money, and you're doing it at Christmas, which normally we wouldn't be able to do that because obviously the blanks and doubles would be much later. So, um, I mean, Tom, what kind of players would you be looking at bringing in? So cheap players, you know, if you were going to be bench boosting um, um, in, in game week 19. Uh, there, there's there is going to be quite a few teams which have good fixtures and have um, uh, uh, good cheap players. Definitely um, West Ham. They have the, probably the best fixtures in that double game week. So um, defenders from West Ham. Uh, I don't have any at the moment, but I'm they playing Burnley and they playing West Brom uh, in that double game week. I'm looking at getting uh, Sufal. Um, he's only still 4.6 at the moment, and uh, the, the, every game I watch uh, West Ham, uh, he's 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 their main attack, attacking threat. Uh, uh, he's a great wing back, and they're not scoring that many from his crosses, but his crosses are, are quite good, and and he's a good defender as well. And uh, our hope is if uh, Antonio will get back into that team, hopefully for the double game week, he will have a chance to get few assists. So West, and then there is um, Balbuena who just came back from injury and he's only 4.4. I think um, uh, Abgona still is about four and a half. So they have plenty of good cheap defenders. Um, and they they have uh, good priced uh, players in the other position as well. Obviously, Suchek, the the legend of this season, the, the best probably the, the the cheapest and the best substitute who came for so many people uh, so far from the bench with big points because he scored like three goals I think already this season. So Suchek is only five I think or five point one. Uh, so he's a good option for that double game week. Bowen, if someone wants to invest a little bit more, and Antonio would be, but um, he with his injury uh, history, and I wouldn't risk even if he's going to be back for that double game week. I wouldn't risk. He would be perfect, obviously, but I wouldn't risk him. Uh, spending a, a, a precious place in my team for the double game for someone who's just he's who is a great player but he's just made from glass. Yes. I'm not sure, I, I'm not sure if he would be able to play them both games and he can easily be injured in in the first one and he wouldn't play the other one. So um, Suchek uh, defenders people are talking about Cresswell that he's good from set pieces and and, and all but I, I would ra- I would rather have uh, Sufal. He's much cheaper. Um, his uh, stats are really good. He he he's more likely to get a, an assist as well. Um, other team which is quite good priced and uh, have good double game week is obviously Leeds. 
they're playing Brighton and Southampton. So from Leeds, you can choose from different kind of position. You you wouldn't think that someone would uh, after after their last game, someone would look into their defenders. But I think Dallas is basically a midfielder playing as a defender who he's still goes, him, isn't he? Exactly, he still goes forward, and he's <laughs> a really good player. He he that goal from the last game, just despite they the, they lost against United, that goal was really good, and that wasn't first time. And he's always ending up there, uh, up the field, and uh, always will get a chance to to score some points. So he would be the only defender from Leeds I would be looking at, but then they will have um, a lot of attacking options. So there is Rafinha who seems to be a good player. He he only delivered in the last game week. I think that was his first good attacking points, those two assists. But he looks like a player. And um, Bamford, most of most of the player, uh, FPL uh, managers should have him at this point of the season. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan. I only got him uh, not that long ago because everyone else have him. But with all of those chances he's getting, he's wasting so many, uh, which is which can be frustrating. But with the with the with the amount of chances they having, he he's still a good option. People are saying that Rodrigo uh, is an option as well, but I've not seen any, enough from him uh, to back that to 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 to, to think that he's in a, um, he he's a good prospect for that gab, double game week. But even Klich, uh who's on penalties uh, for that double game week, uh, could be a good option as well. So def- def- definitely West Ham and Leeds players. Yeah, they're the two because, like you said, they're cheap as well. They're the two yes. I'm looking at to try and bench boost those two teams. The only thing I noticed um, about Cleek, and actually it wasn't me who noticed it, it was James um, from Planet FPL pointed out on Twitter earlier that he's got four yellow cards. Um, so I know he's on penalties, but it's a risk that obviously if he gets yeah. booked again, that that he miss a game. Um, but he I mean, also went off injured against United, I think. Oh, did so, he? Um, yeah, th- well, he, he was subbed at half-time, him and uh, Calvin Phillips. And I think Calvin Phillips was a tactical one, which was a massive shock, in my opinion. But I think Cleek was actually a, a small... It was small injury, but it might oh. just be something to keep an eye on. I didn't realise that. that. Well, that would put Bamford on, on penalties, I believe, if, if, that's, <laughs> if that's true. Unless Josh think, is... God blimey, that's, uh, uh, that's I, something I, 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 would, I wouldn't watch. like that, no. no. <laughs> he probably would miss that. Hopefully well, I, was sho- I was shocked that Ollie Watkins was on penalties and yeah, so um, and he's not because he had an awful record at them. Something um, I was going to say on um, on the, actually the the Leeds defenders um, is uh, that is you know in terms of counter argument to what I was saying about um, the, the the value you're taking up with the likes of a subkeeper and uh, and Suchek, um that is probably the main reason why a bench boost could suit my team is that I, I own Ailing and Dallas at the moment. Um, so essentially, you know, it kind of works very well to, to bench boost with, with those two on their bench on my bench with, uh, with their great fixtures in that double really. Yeah. But then all your Chelsea defenders are injured. So, <laughs> um, no, I know, but I'm not going to sell them for, uh, for trash. I'm obviously going to sell them for uh, either strong, strong defenders or, or defenders with a double game week. So it just further enhances it, I guess. Sure. Should, should we move on to that then? So, because our, our, our next topic is Chilwell and James replacements. So I think a lot of teams have at least one. You know, many people have two as well. 
Um, and Helmo's asked on Slack, you know, as an owner of both Chilwell and James, stick or twist? And if twist, who to? Um, so should we start with you, Josh? You've obviously you've got both of them. Um, mm. I mean, I mean, what do you what do you make of it? So I, I saw some tweets earlier. It looks like they're going to miss two weeks. Well, definitely Chilwell is going to miss two weeks, which is three games. So they'd both probably miss the Christmas games. There'd be a blank game week. And then you'd hope they're back for that double game week that we mentioned. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on James yet. Um, I don't know if you have. No, no, I think the Chilwell thing seemed more certain. Um, from what I just saw but I mean the early rumours on James were I think Lampard said they could both play over Christmas yeah so I'm just thinking worst case scenario uh, it might be you know they're back for the double but obviously it's a long time to hold them Mm. I'm 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 more uh, likely to want to sell Chilwell than James Mm. Um, I think I got on Chilwell a bit later so I got him at six and he obviously his, his starting price was five and a half um, whereas I've got James at five and really the last few weeks, James has been the better of the two. So it's just how much this knee issue is going to impact him playing, um, you know, lots in the upcoming, uh, you know, parts of the season, really. Um, obviously, when the Champions League resumes again and all that sort of stuff. But I think. Yeah, so I think out of the two of them, with the current information we have, I would be more likely to hold James um, and, and, and get rid of Chilwell. Obviously, you know, there's there's um, you know roughly a million difference as well. Um, and um, with regards to who, I think that it's obviously straight away you're going to look at the um, the the defenders who have got a double game week, and as 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 Tom mentioned a minute ago. The, uh, the West Ham uh, defenders in Creswell and Kufal, obviously, are good options. I've got both Leeds defenders I'd be bothered about. And then there's obviously Trent and Robertson, who are obvious, obvious choices. They've got a lovely fixture this week at home to West Brom. And they've got the double. But the double's not amazing from a defensive perspective because one of them is against United. And then their fixtures after that double aren't that fantastic. So I think my con- my concern with Trent and Robertson is that while they're great picks, they they are, you know, a level above from a price perspective to the likes of the City defenders, the Chelsea defenders, mm-hmm. um, and um, once you've locked yourself in to Robertson or Trent or both, um, I think you're a lot less flexible in terms of what you can do with your midfielders and forwards. And it may be one of those that I regret further down the line in terms of how many premium big hitters you can have. Yeah, especially if you're trying to bench boost, because I mean, obviously, Personally, I could do because I've got both as well, and I've also got Zuma as well. But I could, I could move Chilwell up to Robertson or up to Trent. But it makes the bench boost idea a lot harder, like you're saying, because you know it's a lot of money to have tied up in a defender who I, I don't know if he's that much better than Rhys James when they're when they're playing, um, you know, or not that much better as in value value wise. Because I feel Palace were quite unlucky not to score in in that first half. And I think the conversation would be very different if Palace or around the Liverpool defenders, if, if Palace Palace had managed to score a goal. Um because they both wouldn't wouldn't have hauled. 
but then Liverpool's upcoming games are, you know, absolutely incredible. I mean, I mean, Tom, what what do you think? I mean, you've obviously you've got just Chilwell and and you've got Zuma as well. Is that right? Yeah, that that makes uh, makes it a little bit easier because um, uh, Zuma would be that uh, uh, Chelsea defender. I, I'm going to be sure that he should be playing in that double game week. And uh, um, uh, I got Chilwell quite late. I only got him when he was. That's probably I'm I'm so low in the overall rank because I was uh, I was um, hesitating to get him when he was getting all of those big big points, and I only got him at five point nine. So I'm not, I don't have that much value tied in him, and I can easily sell him. It's just the question: who should you get uh, in his place? As you mentioned, um, uh, Liverpool uh, f- fixtures now are much better than the ones in the double game week. So I was even before that chill injury, I was looking at getting Robertson into my team, and. Um, he was supposed to be coming for one of the non-playing defenders into my team, but now I can get him for Chilwell, and that, the rest of the money I have I had saved in the bank I can I can spend maybe into getting uh, both Son and Kane later. Uh, but if I would um, I would be looking on that bench push strategy for the double game week 19, uh, definitely one of the West Ham defenders. Uh, because they have good fixtures uh, in that double game week. They 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 not been getting many points recently, but um, they, they they are really promising. And um, but still, but still, you can you can even go with City. You can go with Diaz, who's supposed to be the most. Uh, uh, assured to start on all of the games. I think he was rested today. Uh, no, he's or, actually started. Is he? Surprisingly, yeah. Is he not supposed to be on the bench? Maybe so. Maybe there was another injury. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe I was looking at the wrong tweet. But still, he's the one who's playing most of the games, and he's still only 5.6, I think. And their fixtures, uh, they have a great fixture in game week 18. Uh, they only have Palace in double game week, which is on their only game. But uh, straight after they playing West Brom and Sheffield United after game week 19, uh, which leaves you with a, with a player with great fixtures after. And and some of us uh, who's gonna bring uh, players only for that double game week may struggle after with uh, uh, with the tough fixtures. But yeah. Um, it, 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 it depends uh, on on the rest of your team. If you can afford uh, to, to to keep him on the bench, you 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 can do it. But as I mentioned to you guys um, earlier, if he's going to miss those two weeks, which is going to be three game weeks, and then they're, they're, they will have a blank and he will come for the double game week. Are we sure that uh, him coming back from the injury uh, he's going to play both of them games. So, in a way, you would keep such a um, uh, chill waste. It's, uh, it's so expensive at the moment. So, you're going you're gonna to keep uh, such a value defender on your bench for so many game weeks. And then you're still not sure if, you, if he's going to play both of those games. <laughs> that, that, that would be stressful uh, for all of the owners. So, yeah, uh, James uh, is cheaper. But uh, about James, we, we haven't had much... Uh, so we still don't know if he's going to be ready even for the double game week. So both 
we, we can consider selling them both, but it, it all depends on, on, on the individual teams. It's, it's just frustrating, isn't it? Because I think we all knew these players, we had them, well, we assume we had them for a double game week where you know one of them was Fulham and now now we don't have them. Um, but it was interesting you mentioned, obviously, City defenders because we got a question from FPL Sizz who asked, you know, when do we get our rocks off to stones? So I think getting in City players, it probably benefits people more who are on the strategy of, you know, to free hit in game week 19 because they might be building a game week 18 team. Tom, do you have any interest in in Stones at all? I know you mentioned um, DS earlier. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really a fan. I think he's a good player, but um, he's the, that kind of who, who's playing really good in the last few game weeks. But he's that kind of player who is just one mistake from just getting benched again for the rest of the season. We we all know Pep and. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen what he what he done with Mares uh, even after his uh, hat trick. The next game after that, when I brought him into my team, Mares missed quite few good chances, and since that he's just uh, a substitute now. And and I'm afraid that um, same same may happen with Stones. So until he's playing well as he is at the moment, it's fine. But if he's gonna make a mistake which will cost City the points I'm, I wouldn't be so sure that he will play again this season so the only one I would consider would be would be Diaz uh, it's yeah. shame that we don't have Laporte this season I'm not sure what happened with him because uh, everyone was thinking that the Laporte Diaz uh, partnership would be one of the best in the league, but, but, but for some reason Laporte is not starting the games as well. No. And Laporte's quite expensive. I mean, he's obviously six million, whereas Stones is four point nine. Yeah. But I mean, I agree. I mean, even Southgate got annoyed with Stones after a mistake he made and, and dropped him. So obviously, like you mentioned, Pep's got a much shorter leash on him. So before we go to the piss break, I've just got one more question for you, Josh. I mean, we can come back, obviously, to the Chelsea defenders when we go on to our Traptons. What do you think about Stones? Is Stones one you'd consider, Josh? No, not for me. Purely because um, of what Tom said about that he's, he's one bad game off of getting dropped. And I do think that's the way that Pep works. Um, I think for me, it's it'd be... Diaz would be the the top option in the defenders amongst the city defenders, and then after that, it's whether you want to sort of get involved with the fullbacks. Really, I think sort of Cancelo and Walker seem to be getting a decent amount of game time. Um, they're the only ones I'd look at really, um, and um, I think the the good thing about the city defenders really for me is that. And, and and actually also Spurs players as well, not defenders, just in general, is you look at that um, game week 19, and yes, you know, they are the two best teams that don't have a double, um, but they've still got great fixtures. City are at home to Palace and Spurs are away to Sheffield United. So who's to say that, you know, they can't match or, or beat um, some of the double game weekers? I think it's, um, yeah. you know, particularly... You know, KDB at home in that game. I'd very much fancy Kane away to Sheffield United. I think it's more of a Kane game than a Sun game, that one. Um, you know, so I think, yeah, definitely don't uh, don't get too fixated on the uh, on the double game. We cannot look around it. No, I mean, yeah, the, the, the fixtures for City, even coming out of that double, are just, just incredible, aren't they? I mean, they've got, you know... Palace at home during the double West Brom Sheffield United Burnley yeah it's pretty good and I mean I know you're both looking at obviously moving De Bruyne on next week 
uh, for Son. But I already have Son. So for me, it's like, do I move De Bruyne to Bruno? And I think something like that's a bit a bit tougher. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah, so that's going to be one for me to really have to think over down the line. But we'll, we'll go for the piss break now and then we'll come back and do a few questions. Um, so the Iceman's Piss, it's sponsored by FPL Merch with a new site now live. Use the code PISSBREAK, all one word, for a special FPL surgery discount of 20% off. So just go to fplmerch.com and use that code PISSBREAK. Welcome back, listeners. So we'll move on to our community questions. Now, we've just got one question this week because obviously those headlines were quite quite in depth. Um, so a question on Twitter from Solomon Ronjon. They are asking, can we do without City assets as long as we have Salah and Bruno? So interestingly enough, that touches on, you know, what I just mentioned just before we went for the piss break. Um, I mean, what what do you think, Tom? I think we, we briefly mentioned that uh, already Um uh, there is not that many uh, city assets uh, we would have anyway at the moment. So probably one of the defenders and, and the Bruin. And um, um, besides that, the uh, next fixture against Newcastle, which, which which should be really, really good for them um, FPL uh, points-wise. Um, after that, I think uh, I'm... I'm myself considering getting rid of um, De Bruyne uh, for Son. Um, the, the, the question mentioned Salah and Fernandes, which I already have in my team. But yes, I, I would think so that there is there is a way avoid avoiding those players if you have your strategy for um, uh, double game week, because obviously we will get them back uh, in a free hit uh, for game week 18 as they have a fixture but after that if you want to you can try to go without them but then looking at the fixtures after double game week they have uh, West Brom and Sheffield United straight away so you would need to think how to get at least De Bruyne back into the team Um, it's possible but uh, it all depends on on your plans and uh, on your team yeah, it does. I mean, like you said, like you mentioned, the fixtures after after the, the double are good. Um, I mean, Josh, what what do you think? I think that um, with the double game week fixtures for nineteen, that obviously Salah and Bruno are the two premiums to own for that, and therefore, obviously, it's it, with City's um, fixture swing after this lovely home game against Newcastle, they are probably expendable for a bit. But yeah, like Tom says, I think it, there will be, oh, I think it'd be mainly after the, uh, the, the, the double that there'll be, um, you'll want to bring them back in. Um, and I think the other thing to consider is they do also have that um, double game week at home to Aston Villa. Sorry, I'll say that double game with that um, fixture to be rescheduled at home to Aston Villa, which could then become a double game week. And I wouldn't be surprised if that dropped into game week 19 and they also had a double game week. And if that was the case, home to Crystal Palace, home to Aston Villa would be incredible. And I think you'd argue that then does De Bruyne become the best captain option that week? 
did, I didn't know that was a thing. So that so that could happen then. I think so. Yeah. I mean, the only the only there's 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 various um, fixtures obviously that that still need to be rescheduled. So you've got obviously the the, the one that I just mentioned, City um, um, v Villa, which which was from game week one. That can drop into nineteen. Um, you've got uh, Burnley v United, which could drop into either 17 or 18, from my understanding. And then you've got the Villa New, uh, Newcastle one, which was from obviously that got that got postponed because of the coronavirus issue with Newcastle. Now Brentford have beaten Newcastle tonight in the Carabao Cup, so. That could, from my understanding, fall into 17, um, which which you know is is, is a potential, or um, you know, or obviously they could hold it and 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 have it played later on in the season and give the teams a little bit more rest after the festive period. But mm. you know, I'm no I'm no Ben Krellin, but that's my um that's my uh you know. Uh, small knowledge of where the um, sort of rescheduled fixtures could fall into. No, that's useful. It's useful. And I mean, it also highlights actually just, you know, something I've been trying to do is I don't often have two transfers as often as I do at the moment. But I mean, in doing so, it does help you, you know, wing it a bit more. You know, if stuff changes, you know, if games get postponed due to COVID, if these, you know, random double game weeks suddenly appear, it does give you a bit more flexibility and stuff like, you know, these double Chelsea uh, injury as well yeah and I also think makes also me, yeah. you know a, a lot of us have got Villa players you know quite a lot of us have got Martinez as our goalkeeper he's now the highest scoring goalkeeper obviously Grealish is very highly owned um, and you've obviously got Ollie Watkins yeah. let's not go there for another week no. um, but um, <laughs> but um, you know if, if they do fall into one of these or even if they have a double game week in, in game week 17 um, it it means that obviously it changes everything again. And it means that for us without um, a wild card, it probably makes the bench boost even less achievable because it means that we've got another essential hurdle to get over before game week 19. And we're going to want to focus potentially our transfers on, you know, getting the best three Villa players and, you know, or depending on who their opponent was, we might want to bring in, Callum Wilson because their double game weeks against Newcastle. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I really do think that it's, it's good to get an idea ahead of making your transfers for game week 15. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that anyone can um, can sort of, you know, rubber stamp and lock what they're, uh, what they're going to do for game week 19 this early because I think it's going to be 18 and 19 even this early because it's, I think so much is going to change. And, um, yeah. This injuries and coronavirus, uh, you know, coronavirus is going to be potentially huge over this period, not to mention, um, obviously, like I said, the rescheduled fixtures that can pop up here, there and everywhere in quite a short notice at the moment, because there's very few um, Premier League teams that are, that are allowed fans there at the moment. So we've got some feedback from Solomon Ronjon again. You asked a question and you gave us some feedback as well. So thank you. As a long time listener, I'm loving the pod this season, as I have in previous seasons with James, the Iceman. Um, he's asking, you know, will the Iceman be making a return at any point this season for a one week special slash extra long piss break? Um, Josh, what do you reckon? <laughs> well, it's the plan, isn't it? 
So um, not uh, EB. Yeah, not not next pod, but the pod after will be our two hundredth episode. So the plan is that the Iceman will uh, will be joining us for a special two hundredth episode. He will. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah, that'll be good. Although he'll then be judging, you know, everything I do, uh, everything I say. All the um, editing. Yeah, all well, the editing I do. I'll just yeah, sit back you... with my popcorn, mate, enjoying myself. There's, there's some words I can't say anymore because apparently I say them a lot and he points them all out. But yeah, we'll move on to our part of the chat. So we've got Mikhail Tokram's algorithm. You can obviously get that if you go to patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm. And speaking of the Iceman, he's doing the Iceman's team every week. Um, so the Iceman's team, briefly, it's Martinez and Johnston, the dream goalkeeper rotation. He's got Reese James and Chilwell. He's got Diaz, Soufal and O'Shea. Uh, his midfield is Salah, De Bruyne, Rashford, Grealish and Basuma. And up top, he's got Calvert-Lewin, Bamford and Watkins. Um, so the advice he's been given is currently you are using... You have, sorry, seven of 11 double game weekers for 19. The correct approach for you is to free hit game week 18 and triple captain in 19 with a full 11 of double game weekers. Given that route, you have two transfers to spare to get 11 double game weekers, i.e. selling Chilwell or James is more of an option for you than most others. For the available transfers, you preferably want to sell Grealish, Watkins, De Bruyne and Diaz down the line before game week 19, but not this week due to fixtures all depending on obviously the fixture rescheduling. You need to get a decent defender this week. So get in Dallas uh, for whoever seems least likely to get on the pitch if James and Chilwell should go. Next week, Fernandez is your obvious De Bruyne replacement, along with replacing one of the Villas, the Villa assets. So spending more than one free isn't sensible this week. So the algorithm's telling the Iceman to get Dallas in for James. Or go Chilwell. on, Dallas. Yeah, but then he did say he said a decent defender. Um, so, um, <laughs> I can tell you, he's so, not a decent, decent scoring defender. Yeah, the goal scoring, yeah, defender. Um, so we're also partnered with Fantasy Football Hub and have been given the exclusive sign up code of Surgery15. So just go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk. You can sign up there for 15% off. That's Surgery15. And finally, we're partnered with FPL Doodles at FPL Doodles One on Twitter. He does the pod release tweet each and every week. So now, um, trapped in. So our transfers and captains. Now, Tom, I believe you've already made a transfer. Um, but do you want to just you know talk us through it? Yeah, I had two transfers this game week because I rolled one uh, previously and I uh, already rage transferred uh, Mares out from my team. I just uh, couldn't stand waiting <laughs> for the lineup every game week to see him being benched. Um, so he's out for Suchek. Uh, I think Suchek is a good uh, double game week player. They have good fixtures and he's always a goal threat. And that will free a lot of money, which I can later invest into my team, considering that I have Kilman, Mitchell, Lamptey and now Chilwell as my defenders. Uh, as the second transfer, I was planning to get um, Robertson for one of them. So before Chilwell got injured, uh, that was supposed to be Mitchell to Robertson. Uh, but now I'm I'm considering getting uh, Robertson uh, for Chilwell, which will leave me some money for. Um, not only getting some next game week, but also to get uh, Kane as well for their good fixtures. So, yeah, I've not decided about that second transfer. I only got uh, Suchek for Mares. 
had with the Norman. If you do go Robertson, have you considered Robertson against Trent? Is it clearly Robertson, Robertson for you then? Um, I'm, I'm for me the eye test is always the most important thing, and uh, from what I've seen, uh, Trent is far uh, from his best form at the moment. And yes, he will get a good, uh, good points in one of the game weeks, but. Uh, Robertson is much better uh, this season and he's even getting uh, free kicks uh, and uh, corners so if I would choose if I would only be able to choose one it would always be Robertson from those and I think they are uh, same price at the moment or there is not a big yeah, difference the, yeah they're both 7.2 and that yeah. was what I asked actually because I, I, I was weighing up you know because I could potentially get Trent or Robertson in this week and I mean I, I don't normally take ownership into account but Trent's obviously a lot lower owned than than Robertson so I'm guessing that wouldn't come into your thinking then um, not really I, I think I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't think I ever looked at the uh, ownership I'm, I'm just looking at the players who potentially will get you the most uh, points and and the ownership comes into the into the thinking uh, later at maybe at the very end but no no there's no contest between them at the moment but brilliant um and um, what about you josh are you doing anything exciting not really no <laughs> oh, i knew you weren't sorry <laughs> so um transfers wise my, my defense is just in tatters at the moment so obviously chill and james which we've touched on a lot who are both uh injured um coleman who's still there hanging by a thread um and um good old Dallas and Ailing. So Dallas and Ailing are going nowhere. So I need to sell one at least of Chilwell, James and Coleman really. Um so just really waiting for more info on that. Sounds to me like Chilwell's out until after the festive period. So he's probably gonna go. Um and it's whether I sell one of those three or two of those three. Happy with my midfield, happy with my strikers, happy with my goalkeepers. So, yeah, that's that's that. And then as for captain, um, it's on Salah. Um, I think he will be hugely captain this week. But if I'm honest with you, I don't think it's as simple as people think with De Bruyne as well, because I think that he could do very, very well this week at home to Newcastle, particularly as he's been given a full rest tonight. He's out. He's not even in the squad. Tom, sorry, I don't know if I asked you, your captain. No, I forgot to mention it. Uh, <laughs> at the moment, he's on Salah as well. Yeah, With the with De Bruyne, I think already, I've already mentioned that. The, he, the, the fixture is brilliant, but I'm, I'm still worrying that the, with all of those chances he's creating, there is not that many other players from the team to finish them off. So uh, Salah is a brilliant finisher, and and uh, West Brom is equally poor at the back as Newcastle. So I, I will always go with Salah. Yeah, I'm I'm on Salah too. I think I'm I'm still licking licking my wounds after the Kane captain blank last week. So I'm not going to get I'm not going to get fancy. I mean, I like what you're saying, Josh, about De Bruyne, but I just think, you know, I don't want to ruin Boxing Day as well as well <laughs> I'm as definitely going to Christmas. For Salah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know you are. I, know I you just are, don't but... think it's as, as simple like as people think. Is in it's not it's not as clear cut in, in my opinion. I think I think the main overriding factor is that 
KDB let us all down a couple of weeks ago at home to West Brom. City don't look as great. You know, that's the main thing. But I, think, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised the, if, if City racked up a bigger score against Newcastle than Liverpool do against West Brom. I think I, Sam Allardyce is another factor we're not really thinking about as well. I, th- I think the takeaway from, from what you're saying about De Bruyne is, I mean, if you're someone like me without Bruno, you wouldn't go selling De Bruyne for Bruno, for example. Would, th- would that be would that be fairer? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think yeah. definitely not this week. Yeah. I'm not saying don't do it next week, but this definitely not this, this week. This week, yeah. Yeah. I think to go into this week without any city um, for that game, I think would, 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 wouldn't be ideal at all. You know, you really want a city attacker and a Liverpool attacker this week with those two fantastic fixtures. Do you want to go through the the surgery podcast leagues then, please, Josh? I can. And some disappointing news. Our, um, Where our is he? <laughs> dropped out of the top five already. He was first he, last pod. He got about 90-something points. I know. He's 12th now, I think it was. Oh, I think it was how impressive it was that he was top. Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, 93 points. And... Um, well done, mate. You've gone from first to twelfth. I think it's a pretty, uh, pretty hard. <laughs> shows um, how many people there are in uh, in that league. Um, so yeah, in no, he's eleventh actually. I've just had a look. He's eleventh, but still, pretty, pretty tough to to take. So yeah, the FPL Surgery Podcast League. So in fifth is Ryan Prins. Fourth is Aaron Kofi. Third is Roger Booth. Second is Jonathan Bent. And first is FPL FC. With Brexit Ballers FC, Ter- terrible choice of team name. Um, you can and uh, team names now. Sorry, yeah, we should. Before. No, we can't. <laughs> be, he's in our league. That would be terrible. <laughs> I uh, would advise a change. Um, and the <laughs> Patreon league. Um, so fifth is Matthew Greco. Fourth is Ben Smith. Third is Jorgen Rogberg. Second is Espen Frostard. And first is Robert Ununga. Yeah, and well done to everyone on those on those leagues. Um, so we move on now to the final bit. So we've got our differential picks for the game week. I'd like to apologise to FPL Sizz because I know I recommended Harry Maguire last week and he got him in um, and he probably would have been better off going with Lindelof. Um, but but if we go to you first, Tom, who's, who's your differential for this game week? Um, I'm, I'm, this week I'm a little bit inspired by Ross from uh, FPL match and, and, and his uh, fascination with uh, Chris Wood and <laughs> I, I, I looked into the stats and uh, he's a really good option and he's only on by uh, uh, 0.9 I think uh, players in the game at the moment and he's playing Leeds next who cannot defend the set pieces and we all know how good Chris Wood is uh, with all of those headers and how strong he is uh, that's uh, that's a really good fixture for him yeah no I, lo- I like that shout a lot I wonder if he's on penalties still or if, or if Barnes takes them off him yeah he I, should be I, I would I would say it's still Chris Wood on them I think yeah. he's their main striker Barnes they, just came, came back into the <laughs> team so they yeah. quite often though they, I think they used to do that if one of them got Win, fat like yeah. got fouled and they take it so if Barnes got brought down then Barnes would take it but um yeah I think I think would be the primary penalty taker I actually was um debating between him and Shay Adams the other week um as to who to bring in and, and I went for Adams just purely because I was looking at Burnley and their um their attacking stats and that they'd only scored before 
um, Monday night. They'd only scored six goals this season, which was one better than Sheffield United. And I was like, oh, God, I cannot bring in a striker who, for a team that's scoring that low. But, but I he do is a think, talisman uh, for them. Even if yeah, they don't score many. And, good, yeah. you think, do, do think he's a good pick. And yeah, yeah. I, quite rightly against Leeds. Um, yeah, not not the best uh, from set pieces, are they? And he's, uh, no, he's a big not. lad. So he could definitely score. Um, and who's your differential, Josh? I've gone for El Ghazi from Villa. His stats for the last two game weeks since he's come in are just ridiculous. So he's on all set pieces. He's on penalties. He's been set up about eight times a game by Grealish at the moment. It's just ridiculous. He's, he's, I mean, Grealish got a nice 10-point haul the other night, but actually um, El Ghazi is just ruining him as an FPL asset. And I can't see El Ghazi coming out of the team at the moment because he looks really good. He was he, 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 he missed a few easy chances in the game before, but the, the, um, the game just gone in game week... Uh, 14 I thought he looked a lot lot better so um, I think he's a good one to get in and um, it's it's particularly obviously this week they've got a nice fixture at home to Palace then it's a bit of a bad run Um, but you know we we know there's going to be a couple of double game weeks around the corner for them at some point yeah perfect and my one is it's a player I own actually so I've got and he was benched in the last game against Chelsea Uh, it's Ben Rama I, I just feel he he was bench for no, bench for Noble. I, I feel like he has to come back in. He looks pretty lively off the bench. I mean, maybe a bit like Lamptey, if we're calling him lively. The game he played before that, he had nine shots. I just thought he was fantastic you know, in the championship last season. I thought he was you know better than Watkins. And they've got some really good fixtures coming up. So I'm backing a player I've actually got for once. I'm not going for someone like Harry Maguire. Ben Rama, despite being benched, I'm pretty confident for him. And having terrible hair. I'm quite, I'm quite envious of his hair. We are terrific. <laughs> He's awful. Come on, Rich. I'd love to get. A, I'd love to get a shaver and just shave that off. It's, it's shocking. Yeah. So um, that's the final episode of of 2020, I believe. So it is. Yeah, the very final one. So when are we back? We're back pretty on early f- on in January. Yeah, we? the, we're recording on the fourth. I think it's Monday the 4th. I think Monday it might be Monday the 4th. Monday so the 4th. Might, might be either Monday the 4th or Tuesday the 5th. Um, and uh, the plan is at the moment is to have Mikel Topvan on. So that would be um, one to definitely look forward to. And that will be the 199th episode. Yeah. No, brilliant. Yeah. Tom, thank you so much for coming on today. How can people find you on, on social media? Uh, thank you for having me back, guys. And um, uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's probably the only one uh, I'm using. And uh, my handle should be somewhere in the description. It's at uh, Kuchar Design. Um, I'm I'm not using Facebook. I'm one of the weird ones which <laughs> not exist because they're not there. Yeah, Josh likes Facebook. I'm I'm not so into it myself. Um, <laughs> I know he likes using the the surgery. What is it? I don't know. You've got a page on there, haven't you? The well, yeah. Surgery, yeah. Iceman's had it going for years, so I thought I'd post the pod to that. <laughs> but I don't, I don't use it a great deal otherwise. I'm, uh, it's uh, yeah, a, bit, a bit old hat now, Facebook, isn't it? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. And <laughs> I, th- 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 thanks again, Tom. And I'm Cheers, sorry we didn't Tom. get to talk about Hod- Huddersfield too much, but maybe next time. Uh, Maybe next season because uh, we seems to be getting uh, into the same path as Leeds was uh, because we got their uh, assistant coach, Bielsa assistant coach, and and we started playing exactly the same way as they they are playing. So maybe we're going to be able to talk about them 
Uh, sooner than later. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm a Reading fan, so I don't want to play you in the playoffs again, to be honest. I can see, see you catching us. I, I still remember that game, yeah. It was one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. It was, it was. Yeah, but the outcome was good for me, not for you. No, it wasn't It wasn't the best. But then we've got one of the worst playoff records. There, Well, we've never won a playoff final. Right. So, yeah, that's what we're famous for down in Reading. Um, so please help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Please join the FPL Surgery Podcast League. The code is 439HW9. You can find us on Facebook with Josh, SoundCloud, Reddit and Twitter. The handle on Twitter is at FPL Surgery. Subscribe on iTunes and remember to please rate the podcast five stars. Or you can email the Iceman FPL Surgery Podcast at gmail.com. So Josh, you've just got one more thing to say. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod.